0: Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard, the podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello, and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Today's episode features another Kelly, Kelly Hoey. She's a networking expert, speaker, and author of Build Your Dream Network, forging powerful relationships in a hyper-connected world. The part of Boost we cover is optimized relationships. Let's dig in. Hey, Kelly, welcome to the Boost Podcast. It
1: is great to be here and hanging with another Kelly.
0: I know, that's right. And a Kelly that can spell her name correctly, right? <laughs> As we have networked and figured
1: out, we you two of us have issues with the way people spell our names other than K-E-L-L-Y.
0: That's right. That's right, man. So for folks who are listening and hearing about Kelly Hoey for the first time, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do.
1: Uh, so I am the author of the book, Build Your Dream Network, Forging Powerful Relationships in a Hyper-Connected World. Uh, that is, I don't know, career number, what, 67 on the list of things I've <laughs> I've done and uh, published it uh, after I turned 50. Uh, and I have been a lawyer. I have been in law firm management. I was the first president of a global business Network for Women. Wow. Uh, what else have I done? Oh, in the startup world, all, all sorts of things. And finally, I paused and said, what's the common thread? And maybe I should write a book about that. And that's how becoming an author at this point in my life came about.
0: Wow. Awesome. Now, okay, I detected a boat. Mm-hmm. I heard an accent.
1: Mm, you picked it up. Yeah, House about Trout. I'm Canadian, <laughs> though. I <laughs> And, you know, it's so funny that you you say that because I've lived in New York since 1998. Uh So I am a cross between, you know, a Canadian and a New Yorker, which makes for an interesting combination at times. Uh, Like Canadians are very good at standing in lines and New Yorkers Uh are very good at yelling at people when they don't do the things they're supposed to do. So um, there's been some interesting combinations, but there'll be times when I'm speaking, you know, doing presentations and people are looking at me going... She looks like one of us, but something's off. <laughs> right, right. That, can, that The Canadian little comes out, sneaks out every once in a while.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. So I digressed. So I apologize, but I had to mention that because I was like, I get it. I hear it. So let's talk about networking. So, I, you know, you were talking about just sort of just the depth and breadth of your background and expertise, but this common thread around networking. And I know um, you're out to rebrand networking. So so what does that look like? What does networking, why actually does it need any rebranding? Like what are people doing wrong, I suppose?
1: Well, how long do we have for what people do wrong? <laughs> we, we, we can be here for a while, which would be fun because I'm loving talking to you, but um, it needs a rebrand because First of all, I think people have an idea that they pick this thing up only when they need it, like a career change or, um, mm. you know, they're out of a job or and then and then they kind of drop this. And the reality is human relationships add value to our lives besides the need to get something done or achieve something. Mm-hmm. So it's it's better for our health, our mental well-being. Um all sorts of social science on that kind of stuff so relationships add value um networking when we think about it in the traditional sense it has a sort of that icky transactional sales and we're kind of like oh i don't want to bother them or that makes me really really icky rather than saying well how do you show up for people every day such that they would want to take your call Or they would want to help you if you said you needed assistance. Mm -hmm. So are you a good mentor? Are you a good friend? Are you a good colleague? Um, So if we start to think of every human interaction as a chance to build or further a relationship, it then means every human interaction from a text to a tweet is networking. Mm. And those, I truly believe, Kelly, those... Those little actions, those micro networking actions, as I call them, add up more and create a sort of stronger, you know, kind of abundance and network of relationships than if you showed up once perfectly with some, you know, well-coordinated elevator pitch, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and the anxiety of hoping that someone is, you know, going to hear this magical 30 seconds and then, you know, deliver what you need rather than turning to the people who have, you know, I they've been there for you all along.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting. So you said micro networking, but you don't understand, Kelly, I'm macro busy. So who's got time for my, but I love, I'm, I'm being facetious, of course, but here, So and I love what you said about people, pick it up when they need it, because that's one of my pet peeves. I'm, I often tell people that, you know, it, it, on LinkedIn in particular, like you don't want to wait until you need, quote unquote, need a relationship before you build the relationship, because by that time you're, it, you're, it's too late. It's right. almost like, you know, people sense that you are now a project as opposed to a person. It's like, oh, well, you're reaching out to me now because you need me to buy something from you or to help you find a job or something along those way along those lines. But to your point, by making those small deposits, when you need to make a withdrawal, you actually have something to withdraw, right? Exactly. And I refer to it as micro networking and
1: and it really came from, you know, sort of this different way of looking at networking and what it could be, came from a time early in my career where I realized there was two tensions to succeeding as a lawyer. One was, time at your desk, doing the work, billing the hours, Mm -hmm. and the other was relationships. And if you spent too much on one and not enough on the other, you wouldn't succeed. You would not advance. You had to find a way to balance these two things. Mm -hmm. And that really caused me to look at and say, right, where are the ways I engage with other people? Well, I can send an email. So what do I say in the email? What's on my email signature line? Mm. You know, uh, how do I address someone on a conference call? If they look at my bio on the firm's website, what do they find? All of these things are part of your networking toolkit and getting all of those pieces in order and then paying attention to the signals from other people. I mean, I probably did some of my best networking, um, you know, I want to say with the four years I practiced law in Toronto and then four years in New York City. And the four years in New York City, you know, just realizing what food clients liked during the meetings mm-hmm. um, and what conference room. As soon as they indicated a conference room preference, it was mm-hmm. like, that's the conference room I book when we have meetings with them because they preferred that one. Mm-hmm no biggie. Right. And they, you know, probably to this day still love me because I remembered little things like yeah. that. And that's a heck of a lot easier than trying to think like, come on guys, you want to go for lunch? Like, you know, yeah. that other awkward networking, Hey, you want to send me your deal? Like they would want to send me the deal. Cause they're like, you know what? She always makes sure we've got the sandwiches we like in the good conference room.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the little, it's the little touches, but I mean, but again, it's time and people just need to slow down and pay attention.
1: Which was when we're anxious, when it's like a job search or we're looking for new business, Mm -hmm. our brain isn't functioning. We're so worried about what we're going to say. And we're so in our own heads where the power with networking is using all your other senses to say, what is it? that somebody else needs or are they listening to oh they seem to nod their head more on that point maybe I should keep talking about that issue rather than going off on my prepared notes if we're so anxious we're you know we're like sitting there thinking oh my god what am I going to say am I going to remember my my script ah (laughs) rather than looking at the other person and thinking right are they hearing me and what are they hearing And maybe I should let them get a word in edgewise.
0: Yeah. Well, and on that topic of anxiety, um, because I've heard, like, for example, people who are self-proclaimed introverts oftentimes say, I hate, I just can't network. I'm, I'm an introvert. I can't network. What would you say? Like, do you think, is there any truth to that statement? And or how would you help? the introvert who perhaps is listening to this episode to give them the confidence that they need to know that they can be a successful networker?
1: Well, first of all, ditch the old definition of networking. Write it on a piece of paper, go to the toilet, flush it down. Like seriously, (laughs) get rid of it. (laughs) Secondly, don't confuse the ability to socialize, to be the hostess of the mostest, to, you know, have the gift of the gab. Don't assume that that is good networking. That's could be mm-hmm. great socializing. That might be great hosting. Mm-hmm. But what we're really interested in this day and age, in my mind, is network building. How do you have the community around your goals and dreams and ambitions? Mm-hmm. And thirdly, is in terms of introverts, I truly believe in this day and age, introverts are the best network builders. Because in a hyper connected twenty four seven, you know, just so many demands on our attention and our time. People who are more conscientious, deliberate, focused, intentional, considerate, they are better networkers Mm. because they understand the demands and what it feels like to be pulled, like acutely feel like what it means to be pulled in 12 different directions. Therefore, much more conscientious when they reach out to take somebody else's time. Mm -hmm. So introverts should network their way. Um, They should, well, they should read my book because there's all sorts of Little, little story. I interviewed and did case studies of people who I thought were really good networkers and network builders. And I had them work back. Hey, how did you get those promotions? How did you land on that board? How did you, and they worked it backwards. Mm-hmm. What I didn't ask them, Kelly, was their personality type. Mm. And most of the people I interviewed were introverts. I didn't realize this until I got their interviews back. Uh And somewhere in there, they would toss that in. They'd say, and this is all surprising because I'm an introvert. I'm like, like, hold on. I've now read that word in most of my interviews. But I think that idea of really thinking about why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. What am I hoping to achieve? Why am I taking this person's time you know, what do I hope to gain from attending this conference? Because going to a big conference in Vegas would be terrifying to me because I'm an introvert. That understanding mm. and, and that thinking through before acting, that model is a really, really smart one and a good way to start your networking rather than just jumping into activity.
0: Yeah, well, and, but to that point, don't you find that most people like you plan a vacation, you plan for a wedding, but people just it's like they'll just show up and just not without a plan for how or what they're doing. Like n- there's no strategy for behind their networking.
1: Right. Because as soon as we say strategy, they think, oh, my God, that well, that's like <laughs> Machiavellian. Like, we can't do that. Rather than saying, you know what, understanding why I'm doing something Mm -hmm. can make me can help me make it clear to somebody else why I think that the best person to give me some time. Mm -hmm. And that, in my mind, is far more considerate. So having a strategy, understanding why you're attending something and what you hope to gain, Mm -hmm. you know, understanding that can give you the icebreaker questions, because, I mean, that's something I'm asked all the time. What's a good icebreaker question? there isn't one size fits all like clothing. It doesn't work. Right. Why are you there? Right. Start with that. Why you made a decision to be there. So I think that having that strategy and thinking things through and thinking about ways to get information to then, you know, and research, like say it's for an informational interview, Mm -hmm. why you would want to take somebody's time, like say, Hey, I want to talk to Kelly. Well, maybe you should listen to all of her podcasts and check out her website and a few things like that, rather than just landing in her inbox saying your career looks really interesting. Can I talk to you about it? Can you be a little bit more specific? Do some research and ask a better question, do some research, understand why you want to have, you know, work for that company, do some research, understand why that, conference why that association, why that business group, why that professional organization is a smart one for you to join and not just joining something or attending something because someone told you it was a good idea.
0: Yeah. Now, what do you think with, um, because of the challenges around COVID and how traditional networking will forever, I think, kind of, well, actually, I can't say that because I think I I I don't know what networking will look like and well traditional and I'm throwing up, you know, air quotes, yeah. traditional networking because again you're going to challenge me, I know it to say but remember we've thrown away that definition of networking, but let's talk about <laughs> Well, well, what we've
1: really seen, I mean, first of all, the sort of the four, the screen, you know, those four corners, we've realized the power of that and how we can expand our networks that way. We've realized that some of our ideas and modalities around how we work and how we engage and when we have to have meetings Mm -hmm. and when we have to have gatherings and deliver information, we can do it in new ways. One of the things I think that has been a shocker to a lot of people over the last 15 months is how much we miss casual interactions yeah. and acquaintance relationships and the value they bring to our lives. Because mm. that is the network for all of us mm-hmm. that has shrunk Over the past 15, you know, 18, whatever time period it is at this point, I don't know, is it still Tuesday? Like, uh, whoever, you know, so Groundhog Day, over and over, over again, right? Um, But the fact of the matter is that network has shrunk because we're not our our routines were disrupted. Mm -hmm. So, a bus driver, a subway driver, a, a barista at a Starbucks, a security guard in an office, the colleague in finance that you used to see because you, you know, took the same commute. All of those things we've realized because we haven't done those activities, we've missed those relationships. And I think that has been a big surprise to people and and will be a driver Going forward, and how and when we choose to meet in real life, like going into an office or attending a conference in person.
0: And I'm reminded, even as I, the thing that struck me when you were describing that, I was thinking to myself, reflecting on what was and how many people were traditionally, well, in my humble opinion, were perhaps bad networkers. It's almost like it's a do-over because now perhaps many of us have forgotten how bad you were, like, because, you know, you have those card chuckers that just come up to you and are like, this is what I do. And here's my card. And and it's just like, they're walking around with a stack of cards, but now it's like, okay, let's change that behavior. Let's, let's usher in this new way of being when it comes to networking. And perhaps the People who, you know, fancied you as a not so good networker are going to have forgotten that. And now let's think about new ways of approaching networking.
1: Well, yeah, the card chuckers have just found us on LinkedIn and, and just <laughs> spam that way. So, yes, then they're saving on paper by sending by sending it, <laughs> it, it, it digitally. But it, I think I think this idea that when people haven't valued the importance of small talk. Mm -hmm. where people have undervalued those acquaintance relationships or those casual relationships. I think that that's a big, big realization for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, because one of the things that has happened over the past, you know, 12, 16, 18 months is um, our, our close relationships have deepened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we, so we know we have that strength, but I don't know if many of us would have realized how much we missed the other.
0: Yeah, that's so true. So true. So what's one thing that everyone can do today to begin their journey as being a better networker?
1: Here's the one thing I would do because I think the biggest networking mistake is the failure to follow up. Mhm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah yes. I, I, heard, I heard that. I'm like, yes. mm, and, and I'm not talking the thank you note and the common courtesy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The mentor gave you a great piece of advice and you've been applying it for three months and you've never told them. Mm. Or someone made a, gave you a referral letter and you didn't tell them you got the job or the business. Mm. That's the follow up. So the one thing I've, I would say to everyone to do today, go to your email, go to your calendar, flip back, You know, I use a paper calendar. Flip back a few months. Go to your inbox, scroll through. You know, look at your calendar. Who did you have meetings with? Scroll through your inbox, and circle back and follow up and follow through uh, with some of those past conversations. That action is the kind of thing that turns sort of a one and done, maybe transactional, or hey, yeah, you're a friend of so and so. I'll help you out. That turns that relationship and makes it sticky and turns and, and and takes it to being something else where that person will be there for you in the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's the thing. It's like and and that gratitude, that show of gratitude goes such a long way because oftentimes, I mean, we I think in our heart of hearts, everyone wants to help be helpful to other people. Mm-hmm. However, and we don't do it because we, you know, want to get paid or get you know accolades or anything like that but it does go a long way a thank you and a follow-up and a this is where I am now does go a really long way to show I think the other person also that you actually did what you did because how many times do you give someone advice or or guidance and they don't take it and you're just like (laughs) and they come back to you again and ask you a similar and it's like you still haven't applied what i tried to suggest to you previously
1: or told me why you didn't, which is fine too. Right. Yeah. Right? And, you, and you made yeah. another choice and that's all good, but just keep me in the loop. Yeah. So it's actually not, it's actually not in our heart of hearts that we want to help people.
0: Oh, really? No, well, maybe the, that's just it, me. Am I weird like
1: that? No, we actually get a dopamine hit. It's ah. it's like a, like it's like a, it's like the the high a runners get. So mentor yeah. people who like to mentor uh-huh. um, and people who like to it, we, it's actually like a dopamine hit. So as gotcha. I say to people, like give us our hit. <laughs> <laughs> me of that like helper's high so there's actually like a helper's high so but it's actually you're feeling it somewhere else you Uh know but yeah Uh but you're right there is there is a physiological reaction to knowing that you've helped like wanting to help someone and then we get like another kickback when they come back and let us know what they're up to
0: good stuff helpers high So Kelly, what's the best way for someone who's listening in to just stay in touch with you, to grab your book, to do whatever it is that Kelly Hoey wants them to do?
1: Oh, all the information is on my website, which is jkellyhoey.co. So that's J-K-E-L-L-Y-H-O-E-Y.co.
0: Awesome. Kelly, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, loved every minute of it. Thank you, Kelly.